products um please place orders we like staying in business and we like shipping stuff and we like um doing a good job making electronics here in the u.s and uh the only way we can do that is if uh folks uh click the add the cart button and then check out and don't forget we have all sorts of freebies you get and uh things that you can buy right now yeah we got a bunch of different um wires wires I love wires, though. So this is really neat. Somebody emailed us and said, hey, can you carry, like, this ultra-thin wire? They called it Litz wire, but I don't believe it's actually technically Litz wire. It's just ultra-fine gauge wires. And, in fact, they're so thin, um, the person said that they've sewn with them. They put them in, mm. in the sewing machine um, because they're basically like wax thread. So It's a spool. Yeah, it's just, they come in a little spool of 10 meters, and um, they're incredibly small. Like, I mean, they're, they're 0.5 millimeter diameter down to like 0.28 millimeter diameter so extremely tiny and then this shows you there's four different gauges that we're stocking um 30 32 34 and 36 they get thinner but you know and they only have a rating of about like 30 volts and like they say 100 milliamps but you can kind of push it i mean like if you're not you know that's the rating but you can kind of spike it up a little bit if you need to like pull 300 milliamps really fast but do be aware they're very thin so this yeah. is the um yeah, this photo is deceiving because I'm like, uh, you know, when I saw this, I'm like, oh, it's just like a spool of wire. No, no it's like more like a spool of thread that happens to be wire. Yeah, I mean, it's really thin. It looks like thread. Let me get it to focus lock because it's just, it's just so yeah. skinny. But it's basically like wax thread. It's so thin, but it's stranded wire, which I like. So usually when, you know, you have to use silicone wires, they don't go below 30 gauge. And that's why we have... Um, 36 and 34 like why didn't we go higher it because we already have silicone wires that are 30 gauge and above yeah. but these are very thin and the jacketing is teflon so it's a little stiff but it feels a lot like wax thread like it's it's got a little bit of stiffness but it's still like you could sew with it i think i didn't try because i'm a sewing machine but um i believe it and it's stranded wire you know it's easy to solder to um very fine wires and it looks like there's about like 10 or so strands um, it's available 10 meter spools in four different uh, thicknesses. I, you know, we carry a lot of different wires, but people really love having the options. There's, you really don't want to have just PVC coated, you know, 20 gauge for everything. You want to have different wires, different situations can really make your project shine. Okay. I agree. Okay. Um, here is a big old panel. This is a three millimeter pitch. Um, LED matrix. So um, we have. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna go to this because like. Yeah, hold on. I gotta un bang. unravel this. Just got. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the. So you can see this right yeah. here. Yeah. Like, so, this, this is the only way to really show this off. Sorry. Okay. So um, I have it with a, a matrix portal on the back. Um, so this is the, uh, it's got the, um, LED sand demo in it, and, um, this is just showing you, it's a lot of pixels. Yay! Fun times. Cool. Um, and, uh, you can drive it with our matrix portal board. You just have to solder on, there's a little jumper on the back. You solder to tell it to use address E, and, uh, our, uh, libraries in CircuitPython and Arduino work for it. Uh, people really like these 64 by 64 LED matrices. They will say, 
you can't use this with an Arduino. There's a way to, you need way too much memory, like Arduino Uno. So you need like a SAMD21 or an ESP32 or, or some other like more powerful processor. Am I blinding yeah. you? Sorry. No, it, <laughs> it's really beautiful. Yeah. Because I was comparing how it looked like, you know, the cameras always handle LEDs different, but like these are like really nice. Yeah, they're like beautiful little pixels. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the LED wall. But I like the squares. Are people, I, you know, I want to make another cube project maybe. Yeah. yeah, it's like they're really you know, bright funny, and the, actually, the colors are like really distinct. It's hard to do the sand demo because I'm looking and I'm like, why is it moving? And it's like, oh, yeah. it's the other way. Um, so check out, uh, we yeah. already have a 2.5 millimeter pitch one. This one's a little bit bigger. Um, and we got a new supplier for LED matrices. So um, the pricing is uh, much improved. So if you're like, I've always wanted them, but they're expensive, uh, check again because uh, we've dropped the prices on our LED matrices. And now you can definitely put them in your project. Yeah. All right. Um, I didn't know what these were when I... Yeah, they're weird. I didn't know what they were when I was putting them in the show tonight, and I was going to ask you about it, and then uh, now we're doing the show. So, hey, what are these? These are SOIC sockets. And someone... I saw a project with one of these, and I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. So these are SOIC sockets that have the same footprint as the SOIC that they would socket. So you can actually saw this onto a board and then use it to swap out chips. And the two packages that they're available for are 8 SOIC and 16 SOIC. So it's like the same yeah. make, the same company, camera's right. like Wissan or something. I think they're a Korean company. One thing to watch out for is they're only for wide SOIC chips because these are tend to, I think these are used for people who are like swapping and trying different flash chips on like FPGA boards or like Linux computer boards or whatever. Usually your flash memory yeah. is on a, a wide 16. Um, so it's like, you know, 8-bit SPI or on an eight uh, SOIC wide um, quad SPI chip. So that's why it's, you're like, why can't I get these in narrow? Not available, they're only available in wide. Um, however, they're nifty because, like I said, the pinout of the bottom, which is, uh, sorry, here. Yeah, the pinout of the bottom is the same as the pinout of the chip. So as long as you have the physical space around it, you can solder it onto a PCB that's designed for an eight SOIC wide, you don't need like any special footprint. It's the same footprint. And then you can like turn it into like a socketed setup. And they're like pretty cheap too. Um, I can just show one off really fast on the overhead. So this is, I have it just soldered onto like a little socket here. I was using this to test flash chips. And then to remove the chip, there's like this little latch, which is gonna be really hard to do live. Hold on. Nothing I've notices. Yeah. Okay. So um, you remove the latch and you pop the chip up, and then you know the chip uh, just falls out. Um, but like I said, you know you're you're like oh I bet I could fit a narrow SOIC in. No, you can't. Believe me, I tried. It, it gets loose and it doesn't it doesn't fit in. I mean you could yeah. press it down, but you'd just be unhappy. But uh, with a wide SOIC, you flip it over and now it's nice and secure. That's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. I really think yeah. this is a. Uh, quite handy um, especially for people who are like they're trying different flash chips or different software you don't want an SOIC clip or maybe you have to like physically remove it um, good option next up I got some wires some more uh, Pico blade compliant or compatible uh, cable assemblies so you get the socket you get the plug these are great for inline connections uh, we already had the two pin now we have the three pin and we have the four pin um, I really like Molex Pico Blade. It's again a very nice small connector, and you get a pigtail of each connector type. 
So you can see here, it's um, great for making inline connections. Uh, if you don't mind bigger connections, our JST SH series uh, cables are good too. But these are really nice and small. You can see them compared to a quarter. So okay. pick up four oh, yeah. pin, three pin, and we already have two pin in stock. Yeah, we also have these. Okay, this is cool. I'm gonna start with what it does and then we'll work back to what it is. So you uh, you might be like me and uh, like some very old Xbox games that aren't available in any other way other than on you know DVD, but you, um, you wanna plug it in and like maybe screen capture or whatever, now you can. Yeah, we have, uh, this is like the sister product to the HDMI capture card. This is an AV capture card uh, for NTSC or PAL. Um, or S-Video, so you've got multiple options. And uh, it's pretty simple. You see here, you've got um, composite in, and yeah. then left and right audio, and it yeah. does work, and audio does work. Or you can do S-Video, which is gonna be a little bit better yeah. quality, because it's it's split. You get a bunch of stuff that looks like this, but you wanna put it into something like this, you got it. And it's perfect. So when you see that for the Xbox, which is a great demo, because it's like a really old device, uh, some people probably still stream Xbox games, they're super fun. Mm -hmm. Um, but it only has composite output. Um, this is a great device to use because you plug it in and then it just shows up as a camera. And the audio comes into the camera interface um, and it looks great. I will say, you know, it, you're still converting composite into USB. So just because it's becoming digital doesn't clean up the signal. It's still gonna be kind of fuzzy because it's like composite, you know, NTSC is just a little fuzzy. Uh, it's not the greatest resolution. Like it'll it'll come in as like you know 1024 or whatever, yeah, um, or 720p. But it's not like it's resampling it. It's just sampling it at the frequency and at, at the um, sorry at the uh, resolution and then kind of scaling it up. So mm. um, just be aware. You know if you're like, hey, my signal's kind of fuzzy. Yeah, that's because that's why we don't use a composite anymore. It's fuzzy. Um, but for you know any kind of thing that has NTSC or PAL or S video out. This is really easy. It doesn't get easier. Okay, the start of the show tonight besides you, Lady Ada, our community, our customers, and our team is... This is cool. Other feathers that I didn't have to design. This is the Actinius Icarus feather. So taking flight with feather. Uh, this is using the NRF 9160 GPS, LTE, and NB-IoT cellular modules. This is like an all-in-one, does-everything cellular module and I remember Nordic was like hey do you want to like do stuff with this chip and I'm like I'm so busy this is a really cool chip and then um you know we got a note from Actinius and they're like well we're gonna make a you know board and if we make it feather compatible is that cool with you and we said absolutely because I don't have to do it I'll just the, sell it the feather ecosystem is up to thousands of boards altogether when you add wings so yeah this is exactly what we wanted and you know here's the other thing it's kind of cool looking. made in Netherlands. Yeah. So it's a Dutch company. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh, you know, it, it's a little pricey because it's cellular and cellular, you know, LTE is not cheap. Um, and um, another thing is that it doesn't run Arduino and it doesn't run CircuitPython. You're going to use Zephyr RTOS. That's what you program this chip, you know, the microcontroller is inside and it has a cellular connection, but you're going to be using an RTOS. So that it doesn't, you know, the Zephyr RTOS is a really great one. I think if they're going to pick one, that was the right one to pick. Um, however, if you're somebody who's just kind of like very Arduino or CircuitPython happy and you're not quite ready to install tool chains, you might want to just be aware and take a look at the guides um, before you jump in because it's not going to be like you could just take your Arduino code and just 
plug it right in. If you use Zephyr, you should just pick up one of these because this is just cool. Yeah, it is a great Zephyr board though. Yeah. Um, and we like Zephyr Artos. So yeah. Um, congratulations to Actinius to, to releasing this. In fact, you know, it's funny, we only picked up a couple because I was like, well, I don't know people are going to want it, but we actually, I think, sold out um, already. But we will get more in stock. Um, you know, very powerful uh, new feather, a great uh, new board for developing with this uh, chipset. I think the dev kit for this is much bigger, so this is like a nice portable battery-powered version. Uh, another thing to watch out for is it doesn't come with the antennas. You're going to need a GPS and LT antenna. I think we have... GPS antennas we definitely have in the shop. I don't know that we have LTE. Um, you might need to pick one up. Digikey, I'm sure, stocks some. Yeah. New products. New, 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 new.